Do you love the problem you're trying to solve and the people you're serving, or do you love yourself and your solution too much? We are made for community, and I think the verse you share in Corinthians points that out. We are made to work together, and there's an anatomy to helping one Hey, good day, and welcome to The Consultant and the Coach. I'm here with my good buddy, Josh. How are you, man? <laughs> We're having fun today. We're having all sorts of fun, which is the perfect way to jump into it, uh, mm-hmm. the life application of anatomy of a breakthrough. Hey, Josh is a consultant. I'm an executive coach. I feel like I just hang out and talk about books. And right before we started this podcast, we were just having a great classic argument. It was, it was an argument, was but that's right. okay because sure. one of the things in the book was, you know, it's talking about what do you do when um, you argue, you know, maybe you were the black sheep or I was the black sheep. He was talking about that, but sometimes you, you need to kind of mix things up because may we refine each other's iron sharpens iron right 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 but hey you have you have 20 plus years consulting i have 20 plus years coaching hey this this podcast is here to help you help you live and lead as a christian leader but today is life application of anatomy of a breakthrough so hey what is the uh devotion we have for this morning josh sure uh so first corinthians 10 13 the first couple, last couple in Psalms, thought we'd balance it out with a New Testament scripture. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to humanity. God is faithful, and he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape so that you are able to bear it. And I think um, being stuck and uh, waiting is certainly a certain type of temptation, right? It's, it's, certain, ine- it's inevitable. Yeah, it's inevitable, but Absolutely it's also a, it's a, it's a certain kind of temptation. And um, I think the, the, the encouragement here is, you know, if you find yourself in those, especially today talking about the life application of anatomy of a breakthrough, um, it is a temptation. It is a fact of life. We all face it. But do not fear. Um, these times of faith uh, can lead to transformative growth. Um, and so trusting that blessings will come to those who are faithful. Mm-hmm. So. If you're listening to this, if we encourage you and you're going through a hardship that feels like you're stuck or you're waiting, we've been there. Keep going. Yeah, we're, Keep going. we're there. And if we can we've help anything else, great. But and nothing else. What's interesting, so his his book is set up. So this is Adam Alter, Anatomy of a Breakthrough. And there are four main sections, help, heart, head, and habit. But it starts with help. Mm-hmm. And part of our desire of this podcast is to help Christian business leaders in as they're you know, stuck in business as leadership, even in personal lives, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. But what I liked about Adam's book was it starts with helping. You know, why getting stuck's inevitable, keep going, and certain traps and lures that one person can get stuck in in business, I'd even say in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're part of a life team together. I'm part of several other groups. And one of my things I've been um, really pondering this week and so my life teams and my mastermind groups that I'm part of most most just to let you know are tend to be Christian men in their mid to late 30s to early 50s I find it really encouraging that so many people have problems mm-hmm. and I know that sounds a little weird I'm like Eric you hang out with people with problems actually everyone that I know has problems and sometimes really really major problems and I was telling my wife this week that actually really encourages me. Am I sick to say that, hey, I think it's 
I'm encouraged that I hear so many problems. Well, I think what's unique about what you're saying now is that you're actually in community with people who are sharing their problems. Because mm-hmm. actually, there might be a lot of people who listen to this who are not in that community. Because there's a lot of people I know who actually would think, oh, everyone I know is perfect. Or they talk about the church. Oh, I go to church and everyone just seems so perfect. Well, that's because you're actually not in community with anybody. Mm-hmm. You actually need to get in community, real community. And you'll find out everybody's got some serious problems. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> And part of it is... I love being an executive coach because let's say if you were to coach with me, we sign all sorts of disclaimers. When you come to my office or we meet via Zoom, I share nothing with anyone. Like literally, I am unless you're breaking the law, it stops with me and it stays there. But it all goes around in my head. I get to see all sorts of problems day in and day out. And it's a little bit like... Um, I don't want to sound gross with this, but take a sanitation place. You know, let's say you have dirty water that comes from your toilet. Well, how does that eventually get let out into a clean lake? Well, you've got to, it goes through a sanitation place. Mm -hmm. And God has made us, hey, you have stuff, I have stuff, everyone has stuff. We are built for community. He doesn't say, hey, Josh is broken, Eric's broken. No, we are made for community. And I think the verse you share in Corinthians points that out. We are made to work together. And there's an anatomy to helping one another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, in, in that sense, I think back to your um, your sanitation analogy, we both you know, are the things, we have our own stuff that needs to be sanitized, and we have this ability i think through faith from god the to help sanitize other people's stuff right not not to wash over get it but heal it bring healing mm-hmm. bring it out in the open bring forgiveness bring reconciliation right humans have this um innate ability i think as part of our created image of god to bring transformation mm-hmm. to be agents of transformation so there's a there's the help aspect and i'm, I'm going to be using adam adam's uh, four components today you know there's the help aspect hey Getting stuck is inevitable. And we need to realize in our personal lives, getting stuck is absolutely inevitable. But then there's a heart aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, how does it affect our hearts? Mm-hmm. There are emotions. I would assume if you have a knockout, very profitable quarter at your business, you should be very excited about this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you don't meet profits, that should really bum you out. If not, there's something wrong with your heart, I would say. Right. At least acknowledging that, there's, I wouldn't say, hey, some people will say, you should always be happy. That's my parents. Eric, you should always be happy. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I shouldn't. If something really bad happens, I can be sad. I can cry. I can yeah. get angry Yeah. in a safe place and make it proportion. But that's part of it. So in terms of like the heart aspect that Adam's talking about, you know, he has three aspects, exhale, pause before you play, mm-hmm. and failing well. Life application-wise, what sticks out to you? We talked about the business application last week, but in terms of like applying it to your own personal life, or even as you're consulting with people, how, how do we encourage people to apply you know, Adam's themes, biblically, to their personal lives? Right. Um, it's funny how you've broken this book down the way you asked me questions because I thought about it completely differently. But because um, I didn't, I don't know if the comments I'm going to make have a tie to those. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> but we're going to pretend they do. You could be my black sheep. Um, man. There we go. <laughs> um, anyhow, I think this is in the heart section. Mm-hmm. But you'll like this as a runner. I thought the section on um, Taleo anticipation. 
Mm-hmm. If you know, I mean, have you heard that term? No, before? I have not. You haven't heard that term? No. Okay. Well, well, you know I'm, I'm smiling and nodding my head like yeah, yeah, I yeah. have. Right. Tell me about it. Well, I mean, you know from the book where you talk about the running analogy of mm-hmm. the total anticipation is this idea of you're able to expend your energy proportionally to the amount of distance you have left to go in a race. Mm-hmm. Right. This idea that if you get that wrong, you talked about the marathoner who was running really, really well and was had had gotten um, 99.73 or so percent to the end of the marathon, but had actually not quite gotten to Leo anticipation correct and literally dropped, um, just couldn't move. She didn't die, but she just dropped and couldn't actually mm-hmm. keep going. Well, I've right? seen lots of videos you of that. Sh- I'm sure you've seen this happen, right? People bonk I mean, right before the line. Well, you ran the 800. I mean, imagine mm-hmm. if... Um, well, we ca- in the, I I with my buddies call it the monster jumps on your back or right. the bear jumps on your back. Once someone's on your back, you cannot run fast. But, or imagine this: imagine you were doing a race like an eight hundred, right? And all of a sudden, you're expending your energy like you're running an eight hundred. You get to the six hundred meter mark, and they go, "Actually, today's race is twelve hundred meters. Keep going." I mean, you're like, you're what are you going to do? I mean, you just you're done, right? Yeah. Mentally, even though you could go that far. Yeah, but yeah, it's, I mean, anyhow. What I thought was really interesting about that section, about the heart piece, I think, was that it's the idea of staying in the moment in this, what he called, I, I interpret as staying in the moment. He talked about this idea of breaking things down into the smallest unit possible mm-hmm. actually enables you to focus not on the race you have left or the days to the milestones you have left or the, um, you know, the days till a baby's born or the days till treatment occurs. I'm thinking about life application things here, right? Or days till, you know, school starts or school's out or, but, um, whatever that stress point is or space of being stuck, but instead you collapse it all the way down to the smallest component you can think of. Mm -hmm. Right. And then work that component only, which effectively staying in the moment. Cause if you break it all the way down, it's really just the next, few seconds or moments in front of you. I mean, in times when I'm racing, I find it's or, or just mostly getting through a workout more than racing. Cause that's the hard part. Um, you know, it's, it's, I'm not, it's the next 10 seconds I'm trying to get through. It's not even the entire, um, rep of whatever. Oh, doing, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, anyhow, that, that's what I thought about in terms of the heart section, I think. Um, but you're, but, you're yeah. spot on there. Cause it's the heart, cause the heart affects the head mm-hmm. and that's the mm-hmm. next section. Mm-hmm. But I was, my daughter is a discus thrower, which is hard for me because I'm a middle distance coach, and here my kid is didn't pick up my discipline, which I will love her whatever she does, but she has something else. And she's currently in the middle of a, let's call it a slump. So we reached She's up. stuck. She's stuck. There you exactly. go. But Tell her to read the we book. went to a high-end coach former collegiate coach and actually now he has coached uh, some of the top throwers in the nation and we just say what do we do he gave her a very simple five steps every throw it's these five things bam 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 i i she my daughter knows what it is inside and out but that's essentially what you just said break it into the smallest thing possible Mm -hmm. what's it going to take and for my daughter in the throws that's what it was and yesterday she had a really really good meet because she did that right but as we talked about into our life applications i've previously had there's been seasons in my life where i'm like hey i'm having an anxiety attack i have my own coach and so what does my coach work with me eric what's next how small can we make this and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's as simple as hey what's the next half hour your day look like 
And which is funny because she'll go through this with me. I know all this stuff because I'm a coach too, mm-hmm. but I almost need someone to walk me through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that the other the other piece that he talks about later in the book, and we've talked about this a lot, but I think the other way to do that is again back to the system one system two thinking the more you can push into the system one piece allows you to really break those other non-system one issues down mm-hmm. further again i mean we're beating a dead horse probably a bit here for those listening but um i also found that you know anytime we can again go through every hour one at a time as much as we can make the same in those days they don't have to require change you can spend all your energy on actually getting through that hour related to those things you actually have to endure, right? Don't endure, you know, chaos and parts of your life that don't matter, right? Don't <laughs> eat the same foods, wear the same clothes, have the same schedule. Do all these things that you can do to, like, remove any sort of the stressors that are completely irrelevant if you're going through, especially these kind of peak areas of stress, anxiety, stuck, to break through that, right? Break it all the way down and don't worry about anything else, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And what's also interesting is give ourselves some grace and you know he he says you know in the chapter failing well mm-hmm. what's interesting is i when i'm coaching with some i have very easy time giving people grace because that's not me i part of my coaching is i learn to separate myself from other people so whatever someone brings to me i consider myself an open vessel just come as you are but it's different when it's us mm-hmm. so everyone here everyone sees their own perspective 100 percent of the time so it's a little bit harder when, if anything, we most of us have a really hard time giving ourselves grace because we see every single aspect. Mm. What does it mean to fail well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your 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 personal life, my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's the other piece he talks about in the book. I think related to that is this idea of persistence, mm-hmm. right? And I think the key is when you, while it's key, important to stay in the moment, I think it's also important to have a good memory. Right of when you have persisted before and been successful, mm-hmm. right? and this obviously comes with age and experience and time. But the more you can remind yourself of ways that you faced barriers before, you've pushed through those barriers, even though you wanted to quit, right, and then you overcame them, right. This idea of persistence in the face of adversity, um, and either reminding yourself of when you've done it. If you can't remember when you've done it, surround yourself with other people who've done it. Mm-hmm. And then next, surround yourself with other people who encourage you to keep going. Um, because otherwise, it's super easy to quit. But um, persistence and find is really key. trustworthy people. And this is where a huge proponent of, let's say, mastermind groups, getting yourself into a good, good community of people that you trust. Because who have preferably if you are a business owner hang out with other business owners Mm -hmm. who also encounter the same thing so they they will tell you hey josh you have nothing to worry about when you in fact really really do have something to worry about or hey you don't have anything to worry about because i saw you fix that obstacle this obstacle and that one other one over there you got this man Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah it sucks what you're going through but at the same time you got this well and i liked what he said on that podcast i think we interviewed adam about this but he talked about so many people, at least in our society, tend to get impatient and, and quit too soon. Mm-hmm. So he actually encourages folks to err on the side of sticking with something too long, which is interesting. Because yes. I think most people in our culture, like, that's a big, like, oh, yeah, you never do that. Don't, mm-hmm. ever stick, don't ever stick with something too long. Like, hmm, actually, maybe we should think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should let something, let ourselves, you know, to, to, to 
allowing it, and that was the conversation from the rain concept last time, allowing, allowing, ourselves, allowing ourselves to sit in that error or what seems like a failure for a period of time, we actually might emerge with a new idea or a new growth opportunity. And in the head, in the head side of things, you know, one of the, the eighth chapters about recombination as well as pivoting. Because mm-hmm. pivoting mm-hmm. truly is change. So even though he'll, he would say, hey, we, you know, give it enough time, but there's also an art to pivoting. I think of when I, I learned to play basketball back in, you know, elementary school. The, the pivot is you're not necessarily moving, but you're changing your angle of reference. You know, mm-hmm. one fo- a pivot is to keep one foot on the ground. You're moving the other foot, but you're actually changing your frame of reference. Mm-hmm. There is an art to pivoting both in business as well as life. What do you see when you're consulting with businesses in terms of pivoting? Is it hard? Is it easy? What, what do you see? Uh, it depends. The best way I could describe the smartest entrepreneurs I have um, come across when it comes to pivoting is it depends on what your what your love is, right? Do you love the problem you're trying to solve and the people you're serving, or do you love yourself and your solution too much, right? Yeah. The people who are in love with the problem they solve want to solve, and the people that they're serving or the people who've experienced that problem, well, if you fall in love with those things, pivoting is not very hard. Because pivoting is simply an expression of the data and the learning you're getting from attempting to solve the problem and to care for the people. But if you're too in love with yourself and you're too in love with your own solution that you think is the right one, that people just don't seem to adopt, a lot lot of, I won't say which companies I've worked with, um, you fail, right? You'll fail because you you don't have a market for your solution effectively because Mm -hmm. you're not actually solving a real-world problem. So the pivoting depends on your posture related to those issues. Which is where he, in the next chapter, he gets into his diversity and crowdsourcing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the other piece I liked in this whole space too was um, this constant experimentation concept. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just a, it has to be a mindset, almost a lifestyle of constantly experimenting and looking at things and trying to figure out how to do um, better, different, faster, you know, challenge, learn from convention, implement convention and challenge convention all at the same time. So in terms of experimenting, do most experiments work or fail? Most of should fail because you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. But they don't fail if you learn something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think of the old WD-40, that really cool, you know, oil in a can. The reason why it's called WD-40 is, is it was the 40th go-round until they got it right. There was WD-1, WD-2, oh, WD-3. Did you not know that? No, I didn't know It's that. really cool. What's the WD stand it, for? I don't know. Oh, all right. Yeah, well, someone can Wikipedia it. Okay. But it was the 40th go-round of trying to get the right combination of what is this going to... It well, it took four... Imagine if they stopped at 39. Yeah. It wouldn't have worked. <laughs> But, but for life going, application, yeah. there you go. Yeah. You gotta keep working. Now there is also a time to kill something. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we figure that out? You're consulting with businesses. Do you encourage them to keep going? Do you stop? Or even in life, do you just give up? What, what, how do you know what's right? Uh, I think in I mean in life, it's it gets back to you know I think your values, right, and what you want to achieve, and mm-hmm. are those things helping you achieve that or not, right? And how do you be long-term minded, right? How do you endure a little bit of pain today for the purposes of longer-term goals you have? Same thing in business, right? How do you, what are your values? What's your company goal? What are you trying to achieve? Where are you going? 
you know, life, what's your life plan, you know, and, and getting smart people around you to help you with that. But then, mm-hmm. but then modifying and adjusting and pivoting and evolving your, your, your habits and your experimentation and to, to meet those things and, you know, just keep in it, keep at it. I mean, it's, I think it's both. You just, no one can tell you for sure. I think most of the time you just got to keep being persistent, both persistently willing to pivot flexible and persistently, um, consistent, funny enough, both together. <laughs> Maybe not really helpful. <laughs> so we're coming to an end, at least of our of our review of Anatomy of a Breakthrough by Adam Alter. Go on to Amazon and pick it up if you have not done so yet. But so we've now recorded four podcasts of it. What do you think a year from now? You look back on this book as mm-hmm. it sits on our shelves, mm-hmm. as you have continued to consult with other people. You're always working on your own life. You have your family, everything else that you do. What do you think? Go forward a year. What do you think is going to stick with you the most from Adam's book? Uh, as a person who has consistently made the error of overthinking things and making them too complex, mm-hmm. I really like how um, he encourages you to both keep going, but keep going with this mindset towards simplification. Mm-hmm. So just continually looking to, to remove the noise and the non-value-added parts of your life, your business, your products, your relationship with your customers. Um, and I think that's going to be the thing that I've at least myself already found myself quoting to people and have a board presentation coming up that I plan to maybe even bring the book along to reference. So what do you think my one thing with the book that I think I, I'm going to look back a year from now and just – Stick with. I have no Can idea. You guess? No. I loved his friction. Uh, oh, you did? Looking at oh, that. Okay. And the reason why I like that is yeah. so the, the business that I oversee, we're 19 years into things. So our business is humming. We're really, really profitable. But I'm also very, very aware there are some great businesses that were around 30, 40, 50 years and then went bankrupt mm-hmm. and then failed. And sometimes you hear that. The, the idea, some people just get fat, dumb, and happy. I don't want to get fat, dumb, and happy. And if you're doing a friction analysis, mm-hmm. well, if it does happen, oh, because if I have one or two unhappy customers, ah, it's not going to hurt everything else. But enough of them, mm-hmm. it will create a snowball, and what we could have really could not become great over time. Okay. Do a friction analysis and um, of what's happening, either in business or even in our personal same lives. Same life, it's it can do same it. Same yeah. thing, mm-hmm. do it. So anyway, this cool. has been fun. I All like right. this book. Another great book. And uh, thank you again to Adam for uh, letting us have this book ahead of time, the interview. And you know what? It's been good. Excellent. So, hey. We, uh, Josh and I, we'd absolutely love to help you guys uh, keep listening to the podcast, but also reach out to us. You know, you, uh, go to the consultantandthecoach.com, schedule a meeting with either one of us from the coaching standpoint or the consulting standpoint. We would absolutely love to take uh, help you guys get past some of those pain points. But until next week, hey, we're starting another book next week. So anyway, have a very wonderful day. Take care. Take care.